I'm still I I'm still like beaming from it. I think I I I think I I like reached out to him because I noticed that he'd like followed me on Instagram like a like a while ago, um, and I was just I just wanted to be like hello, thank you. I love your music. I grew up listening to you, kind of thing. Um, and ever since then, he's just been like so genuinely sweet and nice. Hey guys, James Wilson Taylor here for Rock Sound. Now the new album from Cave Town is on the way. I'm delighted to say to tell us all about it. We have Robin on the line right now. How are you, Robin? Hi, I'm good. Thanks for having me. No, no, thanks for being here. You know, it's a really exciting moment. I should say as we're recording this, we are a day away from release now. It's that really, really exciting time. Always like chatting to artists at this point. You know, how are you generally just feeling about it now that you know these songs are finally going to get uh, get out there to the public? Yeah, it's really exciting. I I feel like it's, I mean, it's been a while since like I started writing the album and I, I'm still... I, I still remember like what it was like as um, a younger like Bandcamp artist just to like finish an album and then release it like immediately and get that instant like uh, like satisfaction or whatever of like putting it out there. So it definitely like this having to wait a little bit is helps build up a bit of um, bit of hype for me and I guess a hype for the audience as well. So I'm just excited for people to hear the new stuff for sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, it's an exciting time for sure. Um, so the album is, of course, called Worm Food. Now, I want to kind of start there. You know, it's it's kind of a, a cliched question, but it genuinely fascinates me. I always end up asking people about album titles. I'm always really intrigued why people pick a phrase, even in, as the case is here, that you have a title track. So tell me a little bit about writing the title track and then why you decided that was the phrase you thought would sum up this entire collection of songs. Um, I think it took a while for me to, like... Uh like decide on on uh, an, an album title and like I had I had pretty much all of the songs finished and I was just kind of grappling for like either a completely new phrase or, or one of the one of the tracks on the album or, or or just like a lyric from one of the tracks that would like like sounded like it sounded like a world to me I guess um and worm food was um just I think my yeah it's one of my favorites from the album that I'm like most excited about and I feel like the title was was snappy enough to kind of um sound like I could create like a aesthetic around it I guess um I feel like yeah a lot of a lot of times when I think of titles it just kind of like feels right or sounds right like even like people ask me a lot what what cave town means and i honestly i like i wish i had a better a better description for it but it just sounded cool when i came up with it um so that's kind of the same case here um but like stuff like that kind of i i kind of like how it creates its own meaning over time for me at least um like right now i'm it's not fully like it's not fully uh found a meaning for itself in my mind but I think over time as like I sit with the album more and I play it live and stuff it will kind of create its own life in the same way that like Cape Town as a name has created its own life um kind of 
out of my control it feels like which is cool it kind of feels like its own entity which is nice yeah names sort of become themselves at the end of the day don't they it's why it's not a bad thing to just be like oh that sounds kind of cool because like i mean the beatles is like one of the worst band names ever but look what they did you know what i mean like like these they just get attached to what you then achieve with it and achieve with an era i suppose mm-hmm. and um Again, you know, with this record, I mean, it, it must have been really, really exciting and kind of gratifying to see the reaction to these singles already. I want to get into a couple of those. Let's start with Frog. Just tell me a little bit about the writing process behind that one. And I guess where where in terms of writing the album did that one come? Was that an early one? Was that a later idea? Um, That kind of was in the middle-ish. I, I wrote that one um, when I was, I was, I went to San Diego for like, a couple of weeks to just as like a writing retreat, um, which was a which was um, a real treat for me. I, it was it was it was cool because Amanda was like, "Hey, we have this whole like writing production budget from the from the label, but like you do everything yourself. So what are we gonna do with it?" And so we we're like, "Let's get a cool Airbnb in San Diego and and hang out for a bit." And um, it was really fun, and I had a really great time like with my um with my uh with with my crew some of my some of my crew came down there and hung out with me and it was just like a really nice like little holiday and yeah I wrote a bunch of songs when I was out there and Frog was one of them um that I I think I wrote and recorded in its entirety when I was out there um and I think it was kind of a a perfect place to come up with that because I was obviously like away from my girlfriend and I was missing her a lot. And so I, she was on my mind. And so that's kind of, I wrote the song about her and we'd only been dating for a very short time. So it was still kind of like honeymoon stages. Um, and so it came very, very naturally to write a song about her and, and, um, yeah, it's, it's ended up as another one of my favorites on the album. I think it's probably, one of the only like happy songs on the album, which is kind of, which is what it is. But um, yeah, it's it, I, I've written like a bunch of like love songs in the past too, but this one feels very different because I've, I've never had a relationship quite like this one. And um, I feel like a lot of my love songs I've written before have kind of like insecure slash like, I just I don't know, like so sad undertones to them, just because of like maybe it wasn't quite like what I needed at the time, or it wasn't working out in the way I wanted it to. But this one feels like entirely just like wholesome and like, um, yeah, just like a a good little kind of timestamp of that honeymoon stage of of, of my relationship. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, how lovely to be able to document that moment in time in that way. What a lovely thing to be able to look back on. And especially when I'm sure when you're going to see the live reactions to that track in particular, I'm sure people will latch on to those moments in their own lives, which I guess is what you're always going to hope for with those, right? Mm-hmm, totally. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I want to pick your brain a little bit more about San Diego, actually, because, you know, often when I talk to artists and they, they kind of write away from home and they take these trips, they do find that just the area they're in ends up influencing the record in, you know, a variety of different ways. How was that experience for you? Did you find that new environment did end up impacting the writing anyway? I I don't know if, like, San Diego specifically... Um, I mean, I, I guess just because it's a nice place and it's... Um, 
it, it was a really nice time of year. It was like, I think I went in like January or February. And so it was like the perfect, like not too hot, not too cold. Um, and we were like right by the sea. I think just, just the, the act in itself of like going somewhere, relaxing and like with the intention of I'm here to write, I kind of, it was easy to kind of like forget everything else that I might be worried about at home. It's kind of like, I have my own studio at home. So I kind of, I, I do, I have that in a way I can kind of leave my house and go to the studio and it's like a separate workspace. Um, and I'm able to kind of distance myself from anything that might distract me in the house, but it's like a whole nother level of that, I guess. Um, and so I really kind of, I was worried that I might be feeling distracted by San Diego in itself or whatever, um, or feel like, um, feel like out of my usual writing, writing space, but, um, I was able to get into like a real groove with it and I and I brought along like a couple of like unfinished projects that I wanted to try and flesh out and um yeah I made some really good progress on the album and I got to work with Vic there that's where we we um we hung out and we worked on uh kind things what the song that would become a kind thing to do um and so that that was that was a crazy cool experience in itself so yeah, I think it was a very productive trip and I'm glad that I went there. I'm hoping to do that a lot more in the future too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's since you've mentioned it, let's mention Vic now because, I mean, what an interesting collaboration that is. Obviously, you know, anyone who's a Pierce the Veil fan knows that, I guess particularly actually on the last record, they really explored that more straightforward melodic style of what they do and everything, which I could see being more in line with the kind of style that you've perfected over the years. But um, primarily, very, very heavy band. He's got a hell of a scream on him and all that stuff. It's a really interesting, on face value, really interesting pairing there. And I know what a Pierce the Veil fan you are. So, like, tell me a little bit about getting to work with Vic on that track. Yeah, I, it's still kind of like, I'm still, I, I'm still, like, beaming from it, I think. I, I, I think I, I like, reached out to him because I noticed that he'd, like, followed me on Instagram, like, a, like, a while ago. Um, and I was just, I just wanted to be like, hello, thank you. I love your music. I grew up listening to you kind of thing. Um, and ever since then, he's just been like, so genuinely sweet and nice, which is always great when you kind of like look up to someone, especially as like a teenager and you, it's easy to kind of create this idea of them in your mind that they're like a, a wonderful person. And then, then, and, and that, you know, they're, they're, you, you see their talents that they show you, but also that, yeah, there's like a parasocial thing that you kind of come up with at that age. Um, and I feel like a lot of, a lot of the time people realize that that's not real and it can be really upsetting and disappointing, but it, it was just like super, I guess, a relief to be like, no, he is really nice. He's really sweet. And, um, yeah and he's still so talented and I, yeah it was just like a real honor to be able to like work with him on a song and for him to actually be like excited about that um so yeah he, we, he came around to the airbnb that we were staying at and we basically just like hung out all day and he like took me out for dinner and uh yeah and i, I it was just it was a really lovely special day and um 
yeah i i'm i'm really pleasantly surprised that it even like worked out but like i was i was, I was obviously like a little worried that like oh maybe we'll be sitting there and it'll be awkward and like we won't come up with any ideas together or whatever but um we got into a really good flow and we felt really inspired by the same the same melody that we we're working on and um uh and it yeah it turned out really good uh, i'm really proud of that track that's, that's another one i think i'm gonna say this about every one of the tracks is that it's one of my favorites but it really is i like there's like a special place in my heart for every single one of the tracks in this album so Hey, not a bad place to be. That's exactly what you want as you're about to release a new record. You definitely want to feel that way about the tracks. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about 1994 as well, because maybe this is just me projecting my own preferences and stuff on there, but I hear a lot of like Smashing Pumpkins and that early 90s kind of style coming through that. And I see it visually as well a little bit on there. Um, I, that's what I took away from it, but I'd love to hear what your actual inspirations were and who were you kind of channeling uh, when you write a song like that? Yeah, I mean, that's 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 cool if you... I'm I'm always like excited. Part of like what I'm excited about when releasing an album is just seeing what what other people like project onto the songs or like hearing it. So that's that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not really sure. I think whenever I write an album, there's kind of I can't like I can't like commit to one kind of specific sound or genre for the whole thing. There tends to be like little kind of groups within an album of songs that kind of are like it's like friend groups or whatever like at school or something um and so i think the first track that i wrote that was like kind of pop punky in that way was fall in love with a girl and um i just i i think i felt like i needed to write some friends for that song and um and that ended up being 1994 and then Heart Attack, I think, is also in that kind of um, little click there. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I, I can't I can't I can't pinpoint exactly like who I'm trying to channel through that. I guess it's just like a part of a part of what I would listen to growing up. Like I I um yeah, as a, as a teenager, I was more into like um, bands like Pissavale as well as like bands like Blink One Eight Two and stuff. And I think that those bands are kind of have a place in my brain that sometimes comes out through through um, through my music. And um, I just chose those songs to be to 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 come to life in, I guess yeah um some other things i want to mention so by the way i will encourage people at this point if you haven't already go and check out the brilliant issue we've just put out of rock sound um incredible incredible stuff in there and of course comes with a t-shirt that is helping to support a project that's very very close to your heart which is the this is home project for people who don't know tell me a little bit about what that's all about and, and setting it up i guess yeah this is home project um it's kind of an extension of what i've been trying to do for a long time um kind of ever since i started like growing my team and 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 going on tour and stuff it's always kind of been a no-brainer to do what i can to like work with charities that matter to me as well as matter to the world at any given time or matter to my audience as well um and one that is particularly important to i think me and, and my audience is 
just you know lgbtq community it's what uh, there's a lot of lgbtq plus people in my audience and i'm a part of that community too and so um i kind of feel it, it obviously matters a lot to me and i feel somewhat responsible um given like that i have a platform now to to do as much as i can and so yeah we've been working with charities for a long time and the sim project is just kind of an extension of that and uh, a way to try and grow whatever i'm able to do i guess it's like it's going to help us kind of connect with charities on a, like a larger scale and work with them more um as well as just kind of fundraise for for them and for individuals i'm particularly excited to just kind of be able to make more focused differences on specific people it's it's one thing to be able to like donate to a whole charity or work with a full charity that that works with like a wider community of people but it's another thing to be able to see a specific person and see that they may be struggling in some way whether that's like um in in finding like resources or needing needing surgeries or having trouble in like a bad home environment or something and so i'm just like excited to be able to have like an entity which can help a person like that specifically i can be like hey you need you need to raise money for your top surgery i got you or like you need um you need help in i don't know uh finding a new place to live you're not in a very good place right now i got you and um yeah i've just always felt like all of these wonderful lgbtq kid plus kids have gathered like under my wings of like cave town and i i i feel like yeah i feel protective over them and i want to be able to help them as much as i can and i know how it feels to be in that place that they're in i definitely like at shows i can like see myself in these kids and i i know how much it means to be able to have someone helping them find these resources and stuff so yeah i'm rambling a bit but i'm just yeah it's basically an extension of, an extension of what i've already been trying to do and hopefully will become like a bigger and bigger thing that i can make more and more people's lives a little easier yeah. it's something that it always seems to come up with artists like yourself who began, I guess, primarily on YouTube and, and, and around that kind of that big explosion of, of a lot of artists kind of starting out there um, where you've been very, very creative and clever in finding ways of keeping that like community building feel that you get online, but putting it out there into real life. That always kind of really interests me because that's when you're starting out, particularly and you're building an online community or whatever we want to call it. It is direct messaging. It is speaking directly to an audience in that way. When you get out there in the real world, that can sometimes be harder to do, especially when you're playing bigger, bigger rooms, like we'll come on to in a minute. Um, but that's really lovely, I guess, to... I guess it's about connection at the end of the day, isn't it? It's finding those ways to keep connecting directly with that audience. Yeah, it's it's definitely, like... Um, yeah, it, I've, it's been, like, a journey, and, a, and it's a continuing, like, journey to, like, adapt to, like a growing audience and yeah it is harder to personally connect with individual people now and um we've got like stuff like cave club which is like a 
like a smaller group of like fans who I can talk to more personally on Discord and like like play Minecraft with them a lot, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, I I I I feel I always feel like I want to give everyone what they need from me. It's it's kind of I because I I remember what it's like to be one of those kids who's like looking up to an artist and you kind of you have your expectations and you have you you have your needs from what yeah like that you feel like you want them to connect with you in the way that you connect with them and that's it gets harder and harder and um yeah it's i just i, I as as cave town continues to grow i i never want my audience to feel that i'm caring less and less about them i guess and so yeah the cave club and this is home project are kind of ways of kind of adapting to that size and making sure people still know that I do care even if I can't like have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with you or whatever um yeah yeah no it definitely makes a lot of sense and I think that connection is going to come more and more as we get into live shows which again at the time of recording just around the corner what we're a couple of days away from the start of the tour now I think at this point how's uh how's prep been going how are you kind of feeling about uh about getting all these new songs out in front of the audience more than anything well, I'm actually, I'm actually on tour now. Um, oh, it's actually started. It's actually started now. Whereabouts are you now, then? Uh, I'm in Nijmegen. Is that how I say it? Sure. In um, Netherlands. <laughs> sure. In the Netherlands. Um, we're kind of nearing the end of it, actually. Um, we've been going since uh, since the beginning of like October-ish. Um, but um, yeah, we're kind of. Everyone's a little tired. I'm a little bit sick. It's kind of at that time where everyone's just like a little sleepy, but it's um, it's been a really, really fun tour. And um, we have been playing a few of the new songs already. Um, I mean, uh, Fall in Love With A Girl obviously came out um, already and 1994 is out now and now Frog is out. Um, so we've been kind of like slowly adding those songs in and it's been really cool to see people's reactions to that so far um um but yeah we we have a big show coming up in london which is gonna be something it's a legendary room that man and i say this because i used to work on the bar there back in the day like it is a, <laughs> really? it's a legend legendary room the old uh, hammersmith apollo that's got to be an exciting one to to tick that off the list yeah i mean i i don't know i'm i I, I kind of find it hard to like really internalize how big a number is until I'm like seeing it. So I'm like, everyone's saying like, wow, this is every time I play like my next biggest show, like whether that's my first time playing in a thousand cap room or like 3000 or whatever, people are like, wow, this is huge, dude. This is like iconic. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I believe you. And I, until I'm actually there and like sound checking or something, it's like, it's, I find it hard to really visualize that. So it's kind of not really something yet. Um, but that's going to be a big show for sure. And um, I have a, 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 a surprise in the set too, which I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not gonna say too much about, but I'm I'm excited for it. It's my first time having this specific, um, 
feature, I'd say, in a set. And I've been dreaming of it since I started touring. Um, so I guess I would say make sure that you ask for an encore. <laughs> I'm sure people will, but like do it. Otherwise, I won't see this cool thing. <laughs> I think it goes without saying people are going to ask for an encore. Don't you worry about that one. I think you're going to be all right. Um, before I let you go, one more question I do want to ask you, because uh, not to make everybody on this call feel incredibly old, but I believe we are fast approaching 10 years since you kind of first started going on YouTube and putting music out there since like we first kind of heard those early tastes of Cave Town. And whenever I, you know, talk to somebody who's hitting an anniversary like this, we want to call it that, I always end up asking the same question, which is not so much what's changed, because that's kind of obvious. What stayed the same? Is there anything about your working process or your writing process that remains the same as it did back then when you were putting out those first early songs on YouTube? Yeah. Um... Yeah, first of all, crazy that it's 10 years. I feel like I've barely been alive that long. But um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think looking back a lot is, there's there were some aspects of like my writing that definitely started to drift away from the same, but I have managed to like pull it back to the same, uh, as as like the same process that I had in the beginning because I kind of, through losing that somewhat, um, I kind of realized how important that is to me to to really um, be happy with my music and like keep writing like a positive experience to me. Like for a little bit, I, especially over like writing Sleepyhead, I, I was writing that on tour and trying out new things and trying to like work I tried like I tried briefly to work with other producers and it just never felt right. Um, and I th I think through like losing that safety of working in my home on my own time or like being fully in control of all my production and stuff, I kind of realized how much that means to me and how important that is in creating something that I'm proud of. And so now, especially uh, especially after like the uh, after like the 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 big part of the pandemic I'm not saying it's over but like when everything was first locking down I kind of that was a good like chance to like reflect on that and what I wanted to be um doing differently or I guess doing the same as I had been doing and um since uh man's best friend and now worm food I've kind of I'm really lucky that I have a team that have given me that space to kind of work at my own pace. And I, I've kind of been able to set that boundary that I only want to be producing stuff um, from home and, um, and like staying in control of pretty much every part of it. The only part that I've really like given away to I've kind of like outsources mastering because I just like don't understand like what that is about I, I kind of tried to for a little bit but it only really like involved like downloading a mastering plugin and I was like this is too simple how is this like a full job and so I was like okay someone else can do that um but that doesn't feel too like wrong to give up because I was like never never was I never like wanted to be a mastering engineer kind of thing but um yeah, producing and mixing has always been a huge part of my writing process. And 
I've always like I always like have produced as I write so I'll write like the first part of a song and track it straight away like I never really like finish a full song before like going into logic and working on it um working on the production and so it always just kind of has made sense for me to keep doing it that way and that way works and I'm really grateful that I have a team that noticed that that works for me and that that makes me happy and I haven't felt pressure to kind of move away from it I've definitely like they've given me the opportunity to like try new things and see if I see if that works for me too but ultimately the way I was doing it already worked out and I feel like keeping those things the same is crucial really in in creating something that I feel is fully everything that I want it to be I guess so I think aside from like getting better equipment or whatever or creating like a studio outside of like my bedroom I would say that pretty much everything about my writing process and my production process is the same which is really cool and I'm, I'm hoping to keep that the same as long as I can really yeah hey when it works it works that's really really great to hear I love that that's really really exciting um congratulations on everything for real I mean congrats on this new album best of luck with this UK run like I said before go check out the magazine people if you haven't already and uh yeah I'm sure we'll catch up soon all right all the best to you thank you so much I appreciate it good to see you all right Robin everybody